Hey, welcome back to episode number two of the Coaches Social Podcast with Shane Garner and Justin Raby. Hi, I'm Shane Garner. <laughs> and I'm Justin Raby. Hey. I actually said welcome back to episode number two, but... It's fine. I think it works. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what are we talking about today? Why? Ooh. You know, I think when we talk about things and there's a lot of people that want to do things. A lot of people want to do this and that and that. And, but I think there's a lot of things that are missing in people's, I know there's missing in mine. And I think that is the, why are we doing, not just why are we doing what we're doing, but why are we doing it a certain way? Why we do things the way we do things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I honestly thought you were going to make a joke out of when you asked what we're talking about. And I said, why? Uh, just said why <laughs> uh but to uh all, all stupid banter aside we're going straight at it today. we can we can out banter anybody yeah um yeah uh, we talked about a little bit of the why um in the introduction episode and and kind of why the why is so important but uh we want to get into that a little bit deeper today because if you don't no matter what you do, and obviously this is called the Coaches Social Podcast, and we're talking a lot about things in the coaching world, um, in the sporting world, and, and all that comes with that. But, um, you know, our, our goal is to talk with people, um, you know, in all, all different walks of life because it does apply in everything that you do. Um, so with that said, like, if you don't have a specific understanding of why you do things the way you do or or why you are even doing things um i think we're missing out on a lot of influence that we can carry maybe maybe that's the way to put it yeah and i think it's another thing too is is you're going to increase your own i don't say accountability but maybe your own accountability but also i think it's going to energize you a little bit too because i know when i started off coaching i didn't have a why i mean there was there was a a big jumble of things of things I wanted to do and, and this and that, but actually writing down a why and defining why I'm here and what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Um, it really kind of made things come to life for me personally. Yeah. And so I don't think it's one of those things we look at as, well, I've been doing things wrong this whole time. And now I got, no, I, I think it's just defining why you're doing things. Cause I think it's something that a lot of coaches and maybe even leaders in general haven't necessarily thought about. Yeah, well, I think it's important for us to mention, too, that um, whether you're thinking in terms of the sports world or business world or whatever it is, uh, things like winning games or even making money, stuff like that, like those aren't bad things. Um, those are always byproducts of the things that we do. Uh, so if you're listening, I don't, I don't want it to sound like we're down on those things. Obviously, if you are in the sports world, you're doing it to win games. Like that's absolutely, absolutely part of it. Win, winning is the goal. I mean, that is, yeah. that is part of it. And that's why that's, that's, that's why they keep score, you know, and a lot of things we do. But, and the reason why we're saying this though, is, is if winning is your why, then what happens when you lose? What happens if you lose consistently? Does that mean you're terrible? I mean, you know what I mean? And so we take on losing as our self-worth and that's not necessarily. Well, and if, if you go into a, a streak of losing. Um, does it change? Like, 
well, the point I guess I'm I'm thinking, even in less than desirable times like losing, you can still have joy in what you're doing. Absolutely. And if if you don't have a, a de- designated why for what you do, then you're not going to have joy when things aren't going the way that you hope they are. Yep. You're going to be on the emotional roller coaster. And, and I think that's one of those we we need to look at defining our own success as in following what our why is not as in the outcome but in are we putting in the daily work the daily accountability you know the daily choices that create habits and habits that create belief are we doing that on a daily consistent basis and when we are doing that then we need to feel like we are doing what we are supposed to be doing yeah you know now if you lose a ball game or have a bad practice and you and you take that on and I've done this many times. That's it's just not a good place to be because now you're you're in this roller coaster, or you know, or if you want to call it in the middle of the ocean, just going up and down, up and down with the the tide, and it's it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. And I think defining your why, knowing why you're doing it, and then recommitting to that and, and seeing it every day, it helps ease some of that that chaos that you feel during a season. For sure. Well, there's, it allows consistency. Yes. Yes. Because if your why is based off of winning, then that's not always going to be there. And like you just talked about that, that consistency is not going to make it because things constantly change. Yeah. And having a why allows you to stay focused on everything, no matter what the circumstances are. Yeah. And and we, we just talked about this a while ago is, you know, your why can be your source of motivation. And if your why is not there and you're basing that motivation on winning and losing, then you're going to start doing things. You're going to start manipulating. You're going to start doing all kinds of things to your players to get that winning, to get that feel. And then we're going to be in a place where we don't want to be. And that's not long lasting. No. Yes. It's, it's very, yeah. Cause what, I mean, let's be honest, what we're after is long term results here, mm-hmm. you know, and, I, and yes, we have short-term girls and different things like that, but the long-term is what we're after, and the why is what's going to create that consistency that you just said to help us get there. Yeah, and it's hard to, in anything that we do, especially nowadays, we, we want the instant gratification, and it's hard to um, take the lumps that you have to sometimes to develop the long-term sustainability of the results that you're hoping for. Um, and I know we talked about it in the first episode of, you know, you may not ever actually see the fruit of your labor or, or, or if you do, it might be years down the road. Um, you know, depending on what it is that you're after, I guess. But, um, that's one of those things too, that, that it, it, it's extremely important to develop a a good understanding of why you do what you do, because if things don't happen quickly, the way that you hope that they do, it will completely, um, I mean, it's, it's disappointing. It leads to burnout. You know, it, it, it can run people out of the coaching world very quickly. You know, all those things that if we don't understand why we're doing it. Yeah. And, and keeping true to that why and being reminded of that why it not saying that I want to say bad things, but not saying that bad things won't happen that, you know, parents won't say things to you. The kids won't get upset. I'm not saying that that stuff won't happen, but if you stay true to that, why those things don't affect you Yeah, like they would 
if you are just riding the roller coaster. Yeah. Having an understanding that those things are going to happen, but they don't have to derail everything that you're doing. Um, so I know for both of us, um, in the book of Colossians, um, verse, uh, chapter three, verse 23, this is a pretty well-known verse, but, uh, for us, big picture for everything that we do. I know that, that this is kind of a, a foundational, uh, statement for, for what it is that we do. And this is, I'm going to read it from the passion translation. Um, it says, put your heart and soul into every activity you do as though you are doing it for the Lord himself and not merely for others. Um, I mean, for me, and I think a lot of this has to do with, I guess, uh, as my walk with Jesus deepens um, on a personal level, level and obviously the work that I do with FCA, like all of my focus is on a much greater purpose than anything I could ever do myself, you know. But I think um, keeping that truth in mind for me helps to continuously change my perspective of of viewing the world and relationships and everything from a very temporal mindset to an eternal mindset. And I mean, as as followers of Jesus, that that has to be what we're thinking of in everything that we do, um, because it is that is the bigger picture. Like that is the ultimate, you know what I mean? And so I guess, um, I guess the deeper I walk, um, in my faith, I feel like I'm starting to develop that, uh, more of an understanding of the, I guess the, the, the impact that everything that you do has on the bigger picture. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not just little, little, little things are little things, but little things mean big things. Yep. And they add up over yeah. time. Uh, the one thing that really jumps out to me is he, he talks about, you know, your heart and soul and where does the heart and soul come from? It comes from the inside. It's an inside transformation that then works its way out, which is, I think the most important aspect of developing a why, because it's gotta be inside out. I think if you look at the world and if we're just talking about the sports world, let's talk about the sports world, but Everything is so developed into look at what I can do. It's look at this, look at this, you know, everything on social media is just short clips of things that look the best. You know, it's not, it's not giving you the full picture. It's just the small things. And I think that one of the big misconceptions today is we start from the outside and try to work our way back in instead of working from the inside and working out and letting, letting the, the why dictate the what and the how. Mm-hmm. Um, I brought a book, Simon Sinek's uh, Start With Why, which is a great read. It's business related, but he, he talks about this principle called the, the golden circle. And, and basically it's just like a target, but the why is the inside, and then it goes to the how, and then it goes to the what. And he says, most of the world wants to start on the outside with the what they want to do. And as I was reading this and thinking back, you know, when I first got hired as a head coach, I had to decide what systems I was going to run. I didn't start with why. I started with what we were going to do. And that what has changed. I can't tell you how many times it has changed over the years. So my what hasn't even been the same over 10 years. Mm -hmm. It literally has changed almost every year. 
because it changes with time. But once I developed a why, it's never changed. Yeah. It's been the same since I've done it. Um, but I want to read real quick just just a couple things of just examples of what he says in there I think are great. Um, first, he says it all starts from the inside out. So the what? Now, he's working backwards. He's working on how the world operates. It says every single company and organization on the planet knows what they do. This is true no matter how big or small, no matter what industry. Everyone is easily able to describe the products or service a company sells or the job function they have within that system. What's are easy to identify. So obviously this is business related, mm. but it's the product is what, you know, everybody wants to start with a product. Yeah. The how, some companies and people know how they do what they do. Whether you call them a differentiating value proposition or a proprietary process or unique selling propositions, a lot of fun words there, hows are often given to explain how something is different or better. Not as obvious as what's. Many think these are differentiating or motivating factors in a decision. It would be false to assume that's all that is required. There's one missing detail, and that's the why. He said the why very few people or companies can clearly articulate why they do what they do. When I say why, I don't mean to make money. That's a result. By why, I mean what is your purpose, your cause, or your belief. Why does your company exist? Why do you get out of bed every morning? And why should anyone else care? So, I mean, think about the different levels there of thinking. You go from just a product that you're just pushing out to why are you getting out of bed every morning? Yeah. <clears throat> and so now we're talking about drive instead of just mass production. Yeah. It's, yeah, drive and purpose. And those, yeah, those provide you the energy to do what you do every day. That, that, that gives you the ability to do what you do every yeah, day. Exactly. It, it, yeah. it, it, it's, I don't, you know, I don't know much about cars, but it's the gasoline that makes the engine. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's the fuel to make you go every day. And I think when we, as human beings, can get there, and when we wake up every morning and our feet hit the floor, and we can say why we're getting out of bed every day, I think our life will look a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So talking about the difference in the way that, uh, you know, most people go about the stuff that we do, um, the what, the how, the why, uh, in FCA in our 360 coaching framework, um, we talked that exact same stuff that you just read out of that book. And I don't know, maybe that, maybe they got some of this from him. I don't know, but even simpler put, we define it like the, your what is your job description or the, the, your to-do list on a day-to-day basis. That's what you have to do. How is your strategy of going about those things, but your why is your vision that expresses your purpose. And everything falls underneath that. But we go about it so backwards all the time. Yeah, because I think if you just look at your, like you said, like if you just look at your description of the task you have to, Man, that's discouraging before we even start. It's like I get because if I wake up and think of all the things I have to do, in yeah, a day, it's like I'm tired before I even get going, and I'm completely disengaged from even doing it. But man, if I'm you know if I'm waking up and thinking the vision of my purpose, 
I got a, I got a little bit better, you know, hopping my step. Yeah, that does make a huge difference. A big to do list staring at you first thing in the morning makes you want to procrastinate and not even get the stuff done. But when you get out of bed with energy, with purpose and passion, knowing why you're going to do it, then it makes it a whole lot easier to check those things off the list. Yeah. And so if we go back to the sporting world for coaches and and even athletes, if you're in the grind in the middle of a season and, you know, you're starting your third month, you're banged up, you're all that. Obviously, if you look at the task of a practice, you're like, ugh. But if you got a different viewpoint on it, that practice is is, is going to feel a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Sure. You're going to attack it differently. Yep. And so so life and sport are full of uh, a lot of menial things, too. And, again, this is in our 360 stuff. I really like this quote. Um, William Carey, I, never heard of the dude, but uh, apparently he was a 19th century missionary. Um, he said, I'm afraid, he said, I'm not afraid of failure. That's the one thing that actually, I think that's a big point we need to hit on too, is that failure is going to happen Absolutely, and yeah. we, we don't need to avoid failure. But so he said, I'm not afraid of failure. I'm afraid of succeeding at things that don't matter. Um, and man, if, if we just took one chunk of 24 hours of our life, one full day and just logged the stuff that was menial that we spend lots of time on, then I think we could, I think we could just from that find a, a good why. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you would really look at the stuff that you spend time on um, and energy on, then we would see how much time wasted. I think maybe that's the point I'm trying yeah, to make. I know. I agree. I, I've heard the term, like it was the, the five minute, five year they used one time. They said, is it going to matter in five minutes from now? Or is it going to matter in five years from now? Yeah. And I think if we look at things like that, there's a lot of stuff that I've wasted a lot of energy on probably already today that didn't even matter in five minutes, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And it's that, and it's hard. It's a hard, you know, to, to take this on and and do this because we're so conditioned by the world to, to care about things that don't matter. But if we can transition into that mindset, we're going to spend a lot more time on things that matter. Okay. So for you, you've been a head basketball coach for nine years, nine years, nine. Okay. So in that nine year span, let's say before you actually developed your purpose statement, your why, what kind of stuff did you, what kind of those, uh, things that don't matter. Did you spend a lot of time, on you know number one i spent a lot of time on trying to develop and and i'm a basketball coach so developing offensive and defensive schemes in and coming up with stuff that like oh man this is perfect you know they're you know brian lars my sister and i can tell you every year when i would come upon something new i would i would send brian a text and be like we're gonna score 100 points this year every game we're we're, i remember (laughs) we're we're going to score i remember hearing that a lot yeah every year like i don't see how anybody's gonna stop us doing yep. this and every year i would change that mm-hmm. and, you know because it's just constantly evolving and changing and your personnel changes and so you gotta you know you gotta mix things up and so i spent so much time studying and diving into things that were really only going to last a little bit instead of and not that i didn't dive into things but really spending time on what are the daily things i need to be surrounding these guys in mm-hmm. 
you know, that they're going to eventually grab a hold of and take with them. And so I spent, you know, they use a term in, in sports. I spent a lot of times on X's and O's and probably should have spent more time on the Jimmies and the Joes, the guys who actually played for me. Yeah. Um, and developing that. And, you know, I was watching the Coach K thing, you know, a couple of weeks ago, his final hurrah. And, mm-hmm. and he talked about that too. He said, I wish I would have spent more time on, and he, 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 he called, he said, I wish I would have spent more time on the psychology aspect of my job to being able to help and build these kids than I did actually teaching them basketball plays. Yeah. yeah. And there's a dude who's done it for longer than anyone else ever will. Right. Uh, okay. So <clears throat> that's a good point. You, I think you've experienced that. And I know, um, you know, especially when I was on staff with you, we kind of went through some ebbs and flows of that stuff. And, uh, that's something that me, you and Nathan Emmerich have talked about a little bit together here recently too. So a lot of times, like when a season starts or whatever, you have all these well-intentioned things of, uh, team building or leadership training and, and all of this stuff until you get to a point in the season and well, now it's crunch time. We've got some games to prepare for and stuff like that. And what's the first stuff that gets cut out? Yeah, it's that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't tell you how many times I've been to the point of we've, I've got to get these new, these new reactions in on this offense. I've, I've got to get some new stuff here. We, we've been doing this for, for, you know, cause I like to change things up every three weeks. You know, we've been wor- running these actions for three weeks now. Now I need to, you know, that, that 15 minutes that we we're going to spend on that. I, I just can't afford to lose that now because I need to spend it on this. Yeah. And, and once you start doing it, it just starts snowballing there. Cause one, one, I'm a I'm a huge thing. Once you skip something once, you better not skip it twice. Because once you skip it twice, it's over with. Yep. You know. And and uh, you know that and the point has to be made that you're going. So again, talking about the big picture of developing a why, you're going to spend time on the things that matter. And again, this isn't to downplay the necessity of game preparation and all that stuff because otherwise we wouldn't be doing the stuff, you know, you wouldn't even play the games, but if you understand the bigger purpose of being a coach or being a leader of any aspect, um, you know, whether that's in the business world as a teacher or whatever, are you doing things just to get a result quickly? Or do you see the bigger picture and, and you're spending time? Like if it matters to you, even if it's a long-term investment, you're going to spend the time. You're going to make the time to do those things. And, uh, and that's what you see a lot in, in sports programs is, you know, we start off with some good intention things. And then as we get into the thick of it, I mean, those are the easy things to pass by and let go to the wayside. Yeah. And, and, and here's what developing my why helped me curb some of that part, you know, because I think some of the stuff that we developed and we did now, obviously we were kind of grab bagging at a lot of things. And we were kind of squirrels just chasing nuts around, just trying to do things because we knew we needed to do them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you do that, it, it becomes kind of overwhelming and it can become more than what it really has. So when I developed my why, you know, there were specific points in my why. You know, kids need to reject passivity. They need to lead courageously. They need to accept responsibility. And they need to expect a greater reward. So those four things. Those four things are the points of my why and why I coach. Now I can take those four things, spread them out over, you know, each of them get 
a fourth of my season, and I can develop what I call little truth talks that develop those specific things. So our first quarter of our season, we're talking about rejecting passivity. And I'm talking about maybe a minute to two minutes a day at practice. Yeah. And I'm just trying to, the, to come up with things that I'm seeing in practice. We're heavy on conditioning at the beginning of the year. Well, we've got to reject passivity and just go all out and do it. And so the why is coming to life for me. So I don't have to come up with all these cool lesson plans and activities. and It's just the simple daily things that I'm going to surround them in. They're going to learn. It's going to hold me accountable to my why. Yeah. And over a course of time, like we talked about, those things get developed. I think that was, okay, so that's a good point too is, one, when you're developing a why, it doesn't have to be some big, long, drawn-out thing. It's very direct to the point. But it's about, no, I know we said last time, it's this whole thing, the big picture of everything, it's not about you, it's not about me. The the why of what we're talking about, it's not for your players or your the people that you lead. They're a byproduct of it. Mm-hmm. But there's never going to be any carryover if you're not living it out first. So like, like that's what you're saying is you're putting them in positions in practices to live that stuff out, but it's starting with you. Yeah, and, and here's exactly where mine came from. I went through a course uh, with some men in my church called Raising a Modern Day Knight. And we went through this this course, and it was how to you know build up godly sons and different things like that. And all those things came from that book. But the thing was is those were the things that I had to find within my own heart that was missing. Those were the things in my life that I felt like either A, I didn't get to, or B, that someone didn't whatever in my life. And so those were the things that I had to tear open my heart and heal myself of. And so now when I put them on paper, it's coming from a real place. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It is a real place. And those are the things that I didn't want to pass on to my own son. And when you coach the way I want to coach, I look at those young men as extended members of my, my family. I mean, they are my sons for that period of time. And so if I want to pour that over my son, you better believe I'm going to pour it over them too. Yeah. But those are from my own wounds that had to be healed. So when I speak of those things, boy, I'm speaking to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not just some fancy words that we, we found and wrote down. Now, yeah, you're not talking at them. You're talking from your heart. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're talking to yourself. They just happen, happen to be hearing yeah, and, and I think that's, as, as coaches and leaders and mentors, I think that if that's not the, our whole purpose, our whole purpose is to help these young men or young women to not have to go through some of the junk that we went through. Yeah. It's, it's not saying that we're going to, we're not protecting them from every bad thing that's going to happen, but if we can curb that a little bit and prepare them for those things that we weren't prepared for, that's success. You know yeah. what I mean? That's that's the ultimate goal for sure. Um, yeah, that there has to be a, a bigger goal in mind. Um, you know, and it's either going to be selfishness or it's going to be humility from where that comes from. And, and hopefully, you know, we want, we want to see a lot of leaders, a lot of coaches, um, 
develop a, a passion for leading people in a way to change their lives for the long run. Um, and again, I, I know we keep saying it, that winning is part of sports. Like we get that. But, um, this morning when I was working out, uh, I was listening to an interview with Bob Goff and, uh, he made the comment just about in everything that you do, do you want to make a difference or do you want to make a headline? And I think that that's such a simple statement but it can be extremely revealing in the way that you go about the things that you do. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the first time I've ever heard that. And it, it immediately was like, you know, when you hear those things, you're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like that, that spoke right to my heart because once again, if you're not involved with the youth today, it, it, everything is about the spotlight and Mm -hmm. making headlines and everything they see on social media is a false perfection of everything you know i coach basketball so i ask kids you know did you watch the game last night no but i watched the highlights yeah yeah so all they watch are highlights so all they're seeing is this perfection and they think that's what life is and and i don't know about your life well i do know about your life because we've walked it together but my life wasn't like that no i mean there were a lot of beat down moments i mean there was a lot of joy and some fun things but man there was a lot of valleys too yeah and I think we're just setting kids up for failure by not addressing these things and preparing them for them. I agree. Yeah. We have to be real Um, again, but it goes back to us demonstrating those things and being like I mentioned about you last time when you were just saying, you know, who Shane Garner is being real and raw and open that, that is going to be a much better leadership tactic than, you know, just trying to put, put on yeah. to, again, that fake, uh, perfection and trying to put on a, a mask when you're in front of your team or your, your coworkers or whatever, like people need to understand that you have made mistakes, but you're learning. And the whole point of learning is to not repeat the things that you've done. And like you said a while ago, hopefully put people in a position to learn from your mistakes so that they don't do the same stupid stuff too. Yeah. And I think, you know, that reminded me of one of the great things the late Scott Tickner taught me when, you know, he left Mount Vernon and came to Cesar Valier and was worked with character coaching and development with us is, is, you know, when those things came up, you need to admit it, you need to fix it. And then you don't repeat it. Yeah. And I think that's such a great, simple tool to use that it's okay. Bad thing. Mistakes are going to happen, but we admit them. Mm-hmm. We fix them. And then we try not to repeat them again. We don't blame others. We don't complain about them. We don't, you know, get all defensive when people, you know, bring up the no BCD stuff, you know, yeah. when, when things happen. No, you, you run towards problems, you fix them, and then we move on. And then we get better from that. Yeah. And I think, like, I don't understand, like, when you ask somebody, do, do you not want to be better or get better? Well, yeah, well. But they don't want to take the road to get there. Mm-hmm. You well, know, they just think it should happen. Well, and and I think a lot of it too is that we we expect if we're going to be one, if we, if if we mess up, then you know there's going to be consequences, or there should be in some form or fashion. Uh, so it's easy to try and hide those things so that you don't have to experience that. Um, but then also we get so caught up in what everybody else is going to think about us. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, that's me for so much of my life that, that I, I didn't want people. And that's probably because I was, I was doing, 
I was very compartmentalized in the way that I was living my life. So I didn't want certain people to know certain things and that stuff, which that that's exhausting. But, (laughs) (laughs) um, but either way, we only want people to see the good stuff and we don't want anybody to know the real, but I think what happens now, especially with, you know, just the way the world is at this point in time, when people experience your genuine genuineness 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 word. um words are hard I don't know. they are that's why that's why we're podcasting yeah. um when people experience that it's refreshing yes you know what i mean but it, then it allows other people to be vulnerable too yeah and i think that's that's the big thing i've learned was you know when i when i got surrounded by a bunch of men who were not scared to talk about their failures and their mistakes and not to not scared to mention that, yeah, those thoughts still come. I just don't, you know, like, I'm like, wait a second. You're like this too? You mean I'm not this, this island of a man that only struggles with this? Like everybody, you know. And so when you get surrounded by that stuff, it, it allows you to be open and vulnerable about that too. And then then it allows you to have that moment with someone else. You know yeah. what I mean? I think that's the, that's the cool part. Uh, I think it's in the book of James. It says, this is paraphrasing. So if I'm wrong on this, uh, it, admit your sins to one another so that you can be healed. And there's, a, there, I, I believe there, I mean, there's a huge aspect to obviously praying to God and repenting of your sins and, and those things. But his scripture tells us to admit those things to each other so that we can be healed. And I think that's exactly what we're talking about. When when I can be honest with you about stuff that I've done wrong, it allows that healing to come because now now it's out there. I don't have to carry it around anymore. Yeah. And I can now I can move forward. And you, if you're someone that I can do that with, which you are, now I have someone that can keep me accountable too. Yeah. And I tell you another great thing about that is when you anyone knows if you've stepped in a leadership role or anything like that you know people got their arrows pulled back and ready to fire. Mm-hmm. And when they call you out on those things and you agree with them, they can't fire me. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah I know. But guess what? I've changed. Mm-hmm. Can I share how it is? And people drop the stones. They put down the boat, you know, and they can't fire those things at you anymore because you're agreeing with them. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I think, and I think when we can get to that point in our life, that's when we find freedom. I agree. And it all comes back to understanding why you do everything that you do. Yeah. Which is the whole point of this conversation today. So can, can we go to a place where we're talking about how if someone's at, okay, if you're out there and you're like, okay, I want to develop why I just don't know yeah. how to do it. Yeah. Well, why don't you talk about that for you specifically? Because you've done that. What, yeah. what was that? You know, one, one thing that, that I, I went through, I went through the 3d Institute, 3d coaching, and it's a whole modules of going through developing your why, but the basic of it is here. And this is a principle that I was taught and I like to use with people, um, in any shape or form, it's called the power of five whys. And so I, I, I run a business with helping people with fitness and nutrition. So we'll just use this as an example. So if someone comes to me and they say, you know, Hey, I want to make a life change. I'm like, okay. So my first answer, my first question is why? Well, I want to lose 10 pounds. That's pretty generic. You know what I mean? That's, that's not going to keep you going because 
if you lose 10 pounds, where are you going to go? Mm-hmm. You know what? So, okay, well, why do you want to lose 10 pounds? So I've asked why twice now. Well, I want to feel better and be more active. Okay. We're getting a little deeper. We're still just scratching though. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why do you want to feel better and be more active? Well, my doctor said that I need to, to start feeling better and be more active because, um, you know, I'm flirting with some health issues, you know, high blood pressure, high blood pressure that, yeah. and different things like that. Okay. That's great. Well, why do you not want to have those things? Well, I, you know, I, I just want to make sure that, you know, I'm here for my family and I feel better and, you know, I've got to be here for my kids and able to play okay. with them. And- so, so we're getting, so we're, we're now we're starting to get there. So now we get to the fifth. Why? Well, why? Because the thought of me not being here for them breaks my heart. And for me to think that they would have to go on and live life without me is something that I could not ever accept. Boom. We got it. And it all started with, I want to lose five to 10 pounds. Yeah. And, and I think that's the thing is all these things are in us. We just don't know how to bring them out, but there is a, a set simplified way of being able to pull those things out. So you can do that with yourself. You can do it with somebody else, but I just think it's a great tool to make people dig down deep. Yeah. Lose 10 pounds. That's the, what I want to do. I mean, that's the outside, right? Yep. But being here for my family and not making them go through life without me. Mm-hmm. Boom. There's that's your right, wife. That's right in the middle. Yeah. So, uh, well, th- these are partner, uh, partner, uh, curriculums, I guess you'd say, yeah. but, um, you mentioned the three, three dimensional coaching Institute, 3d Institute with Dr. Jeff Duke. Um, and then, FCA, we, we've been in partnership with the 3D Institute for a number of years. And then actually just a couple months ago, we released, it's, a, it's, it's kind of the same framework, um, but it's a straight biblical-based uh, approach to coaching. But both of those courses walk you through the development of your why. Of, of, uh, the culmination of both is you're going to to complete the course, you write down what your purpose statement is. Yeah. And, and I think the best thing about, you know, I have not done 360, but I plan on doing it is it's a step-by-step. Mm-hmm. You don't have to come up with it in one setting. You don't, you're not just put on the spot and say, here, write down your why. Yeah. It's, it's a slow process to get there. They give you examples. They lead you through it. Um, and I think it, to me, going through 3D coaching was the best personal and professional development that I've ever done mm-hmm. because it put me on a new trajectory. Yeah. And that's the cool thing about sports is that sports are fun, but there's so much more that we can gain from being a part of the sports world. Um, because like you said, that it's changed the way that you do everything. Mm-hmm not just the way that you coach a basketball team. So these these processes help you dig deep into your life, and it's going to help to, to change and give you a deeper understanding of what you're after and, and how you're going to go about it because you know why you're doing it. And, you know, it. yeah, it does take some time, and it takes some deep thought. Like one thing I think of when you say that is Coach Kerry Martin – 
when he talks about um, when he sat down to develop his pyramid of pyramid of success and he thought I'll knock this out in you know 30 45 minutes and he worked on it for what four months or something yeah. like that before he got it to figure it out like this is it and and hopefully he'll I think he'll be on here with us sometime soon and yeah because that that's something we definitely want to to get out there because yeah I mean he's obviously a remarkable human being but that process needs to be out people need yeah. to, to understand someone who's as successful as he is mm-hmm. and it even took him that much time to develop something. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not something, again, it, it, it's the whole point of what we've talked about. It's going to take you some time to develop. Yeah. It's not just something that you think about when you get up in the morning, write down a piece of paper and you're done. It takes some reflection. It takes some thinking. It takes some prayer, you know, to, to really get a deep understanding of, of why, which I mean, it'll change the way that you do everything. It really does. Yeah, it does. And, like I said, it's from the inside out. Yep. You know, so. Um, I mean, I think we, hopefully we made a point here. Yeah. I, I will say this. If you have questions about, you know, 360 coaching and the 3D Institute, anything like that, please, you know, leave us comments, do all that stuff. Because I think one thing that one of our purposes here is not to, not just to throw stuff at you, but it's connect you. You know, we, mm-hmm. we want to connect you with these things. So we would love to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, and, and, and show you the way and different things like that, because there's a lot of people out there that are way smarter than we are. And, uh, um, they can do you a great service in helping you develop these things to, to set you, set yourself up. For sure. You know? uh, and, and, uh, you know, we're a couple of pretty novice podcasters here, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. as we get these things up and, and rolling, um, we'll put the, the links for the 360 coaching and, uh, three-dimensional coaching institute Uh, we'll put that in the show notes and hopefully it works and you guys can figure that out and go visit those sites if you want to but i mean just a quick google search and you'll find them too but um you know you you did mention that and i think with this just being the beginning of this whole thing um if you are listening our whole uh our hope is that when we sit down to talk about stuff that we're really just shane and justin talking to each other um, because we, like Shane just said, we're not experts. We're, we're, we're just guys that are, uh, trying to learn from people that are a lot smarter than us and apply stuff to our lives. So, um, I know on my end, I don't want to ever feel like I'm talking at whoever's listening yeah, we're because, just talking with. yeah. Um, because this is a place that we, we just want to talk about stuff and hopefully encourage each other to keep moving forward and what we're growing in. And hopefully everybody that listens wants to do the same. So. Is it time to pay the fee? Pay the fee. All right. Hey, one thing that we ask you to do is to pay the fee uh, after each episode. So if we made you think differently, if we challenged you, if we encouraged you, if we equipped you, if we did anything that you thought was, hey, that was good stuff, we ask that you pay the fee and share the show. You know, that's one thing that this is, you know, we're not here to to become some gigantic thing. We're just here to to share the word and uh, to help others out. So pay the fee, share the show, and we will check you out next time. All right. See you guys. (laughs) 